Hey guys, we're back. This is South Pauls. I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzwolf. And we're here at Fur Planet Headquarters. After my grand adventure back to Texas, after further confusion, 2024. God, it's 2024. Today is Sunday, January 21st, and I got back in town on Friday. And boy howdy, did I have a lot of catching up to do. Mm. So... Fuzz, you and I, we left on the trip on the Tuesday, Tuesday like two Tuesdays ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the 9th, I believe? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we left here on Tuesday, January 9th, and really just tried to book it west. Yeah. So, you know. Wanted to get out of Texas as quickly as possible. Yeah, exactly. It's like, man, fuck Texas, just in general, but also like driving up through rural texas on the state highways that go through these little ass towns Mm. man the genesis song jesus he knows me is the fucking anthem of these little derelict towns we made it through there but it's not a fast route like it's two lane highways through rural towns like this goes up past Bowie and all these other little bitty ones but then there's even smaller ones where it's just like hey the 75 miles an hour oh 65 55 25 Yep. You know, type shit where it's like, oh, you're going through this little town. And All of our revenue comes from speeding tickets. <laughs> yeah. So there was also this one town where I looked to the right. I don't remember what it was, but this tiny little town of a couple hundred people. It had a few churches and not much else. There was some guy who'd painted Jews kill on the roof of his house. <laughs> like, I guess to like, what, inform passing planes or maybe try to get on to... Fucking Google Maps? I don't know, man. It was weird. Yeah. I, I think I was driving at that you moment. You were. So, yeah, I didn't see that And I part. was like, oh, well, this is this is rural Texas for you. Yeah. So we made it up to Amarillo, and that is where everything went wrong. Mm. Not really. But we got to... We stopped at a Whataburger. It was like a vile Whataburger, I guess, because neither one of... It didn't really agree with either one of us. No, no. Um, we were both kind of like... Oh, man. <laughs> but at that point, we swapped drivers, and I took over, and we just booked it out of Texas. One thing that's fun to note is, like, on 40 West, going towards New Mexico, there's all these billboards that are, like, <laughs> 50 miles to the first dispensary in New Mexico. 45 <laughs> miles. 35 miles. Yeah. 10 miles. And it's like... <laughs> Count, countdown to legal weed. Countdown and to that And it's a great freedom. fuck you to Texas by... Whoever put those up. Yeah, and they also have billboards as you're leaving New Mexico. Like, hey, this is your last chance to hit a dispensary in New Mexico. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that would be a terrible idea if you're going east on 40, which I'll get to once we get to that section of the trip. Right, yeah. So we made it to Albuquerque, stayed at a little hotel. I don't even remember what it was, but it was fine. It had little, what... Uh, in they call it an in suite it was like two queen beds and it was a nice enough room mm-hmm. um but at that point you like slept wrong yeah this has what happens when you get older kids um yeah i don't even know what the fuck i don't know if the bed was too soft if it was too hard i just slept at a bad angle but i woke up and i was in that i have to do the penguin walk kind of thing because the muscle in my lower back is just in agony. Yeah. So that that was a bad start to the day. Yeah. We, uh, I grabbed us food from the continental breakfast and scurried back. And 
I took over from driving. From that point, we decided that we were really going to push to go west. Got in the car, drove west out of Albuquerque, and I love New Mexico. It's so fucking pretty. Yeah. And I love northern Arizona. Again, it's super fucking pretty. The The road there, thankfully, we got lucky. We missed all the storms, like both yeah. coming and going. Yeah, we were reading up on this before we, were, we left, and we're like, shit, uh, should we take the more southern route? Should, you know... Uh, well, when is this predicted to be hitting the area? And apparently, what was Albuquerque did get dusted with snow like two days before? Yeah, like there like there was yeah. dusting of snow as we were heading west. And I, as I was coming back east, they had had snow, mm-hmm. but the freeways were clear. And so it was just super pretty because, you know, the, the snow on the mesas and the mountainsides yeah. in the distance and covering the ground between the pine trees and the high desert. And I was like, oh, this is fucking gorgeous. I don't get this shit in Texas. Ah. <laughs> so we did, though, we did push past Arizona. And like, our initial goal was going to be Barstow, which is a little town on basically the, the first city on the other side of the desert crossing from Arizona to right. Southern California. But we were like, man, let's just let's try to go to Bakersfield. Yeah, it's like another hour and a half. Yeah, it wasn't that far, which is like, you know, Bakersfield's actually a much larger city that's only four hours from San Jose. So by the time we finally stopped for the night, we'd driven like 13 hours. But the real excitement, though, was after we had left, well, it was before Barstow, but like as we were driving through, there was these like fifty to seventy mile winds coming off the Mojave Desert, <laughs> yeah, and just obscuring the night sky, putting clouds of dust in front of you. It was exciting to say the least. We made it to Bakersfield at the end of the second night. It was a uh, very fancy ass hotel. Yeah, it was. It, it was. This was one of those like, oh, this is a hotel that hosts conferences and stuff. Yeah, it was huge. It's like it a double had, tree. Uh... A fairly nice restaurant inside, and we were both starving yeah. at that point. So we're just like, "Fuck it, they're open for another hour. Let's immediately go to the hotel restaurant." The burger I had was great, so yeah. like I was pleased. The little gazebo in the little atrium on the interior, because like this ring-shaped hotel, mm. and they had this like gazebo with water features and of course they had a big old pool that's surrounded by the mandatory california palm trees palm trees right yeah so that was really cool i got photos of that and just was like all right this is very california and you know your back was still hurting you so yeah. you had gotten your plane ticket to fly out on saturday yeah that really blew <laughs> yeah the drive from bakersfield to san jose was really easy yeah pacheco pass was not super trafficked there wasn't like high winds this time you know every time you drive by the san louis reservoir it's like oh man this is grim because <laughs> the water levels just keep going lower and lower and lower yeah like yeah like really fucking noticeable like where the water line was and the, the puddle that is there currently yeah it's concerning and you know driving through the central valley you've got all these weird landowner freaks being like quit dumping our water in the ocean and it's like did you mean water to la you know, maybe you should stop growing almonds, pistachios, and fucking avocados in the goddamn Central Valley Desert. Pick something that's not quite water intensive. Yeah, yeah, it's just... Well, Central Valley's not a desert, but it's gonna go that way if they keep sucking the land dry. Mm-hmm. But that was fine. Like, we got to San Jose, <clears throat> like, right at the time that the dock opened. Yeah, dock opened to one. I think we were, like, there, like, 120 or Yeah, so we were able to pass off the Van de Heeren, and then... 
like you and I went up to the room, dropped her shit off, and then Tyrion was like, hey, come help me out. So I went to the van, and Tyrion had to wait because there was a big long line at that time. So oh, the I went and got my badge and then mm. kind of fucked off for a while yeah. until the van was ready and then helped them with that. But like, I helped get the van unloaded, but I was like, look, guys, I've driven since Amarillo, so this is your problem now. And I <laughs> fucked off and mostly helped them set up the table. You know, table set up Thursday was fine. Um, we went up, went, ended up going to the little food court, the Soho Market or whatever, that's right across, like, a block away from the north end of the, the conference center. Right. Had pretty good quesadilla. Got to sit down with Tyrion. I think Zia came along. My friend Chase, who's a writer who does some furry stuff, and I met them a whole gender ago in the Pony fandom. Mm. And so he had a bunch of stuff in process, and we talked about that, and he talked with Tyrion and stuff like that. It was nice. You know, went to bed. Friday was, you know, first day of sales. It wasn't actually very busy at the start. Mm. Like, I don't think we had our first sale for, like, 15 minutes. Oh, Which weird. is weird as hell. Yeah. Because, you know, last con I went, I mean, hell, even Fiesta, even Siesta, like, people zip in, buy shit immediately, but we had, like, people wandering in. It was probably just a delay at getting started. Mm. Um, we were in the West Vendor Hall, so it wasn't, like, it wasn't as large as the other one, but it's still, you know, we had a good spot on yeah. a wall, so we didn't have to, like, hope that our spanners don't fall on somebody or anything. Right. So, it worked out well. People bought stuff, and it was generally just a pretty good day of sales, for a con that size, I guess. Mm-hmm. Got invited to a room party, went to that, it was okay. Left after a while because I'm old and tired. Went to bed Saturday. Saturday was actually like actually like dead on even with Friday for sales, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so looking at the numbers as they came in, it seemed pretty pretty much the same. But it was, you know, consistently busy and people were very much into the classics, and by classics I mean sea salt. Uh, we sold a lot of copies of alone in the woods and you know the usual and they were like telling people hey you know he's gonna be here at the night uh, market market, so if you buy something he might autograph it for you and they were like oh shit and would buy some so that was cool we also had uh joaquin baldwin Mm -hmm. came by the table he had his copies of his book wolf of withervale which is like a queer tf fantasy story thing that he's got going on Mm. but because he knows kyle you know, we had the director of Zootopia hanging out at the table for a couple hours, and I got to talk to him and about audiobooks and shit, so that was cool. That was really neat. Just kind of <laughs> nice. rubbing elbows with a, you know, gay furry, another gay furry writer who's, you know, also works with Disney. <laughs> Which, you know, is, again, is not really that out of the ordinary when it comes to Disney, but that's yeah, still very cool. Yeah, he's probably like the third Disney related person or animator that I've known at this point. <laughs> yeah, so I got a copy of his book signed. So I haven't had a chance to crack it open yet, but it's a nice hefty like tome and it's autographed by the author. So that yeah. was cool. And we had uh, on day three was actually nice because the person who was next to us actually sold through their stock. So we just went shoop and took <coughs> over the other half of the table. Mm-hmm. Basically, Kyle just shifted left and then we shifted left a little bit and took over that whole section. You could just forward the exchange. I mean, it was only a half table, but they sold through all their merch and it was really cute. They had some <clears> uh, like bluey stuff and little cutesy keychains. Lots of, you know, <clears> that <throat> type of accessory product this year. Right. 
like I didn't actually spend a lot of money in the vendor hall. I bought the Delver's Guide to Beast World art book, which I'd been meaning to buy since like Anthrocon, mm. and I got their 2024 calendar. They had they made a Guys of the Beast World and Ladies of the Beast World calendar. Oh, okay. So they had two different sets of 12 illustrations, and I got the lady one because it had more artists that I liked in it. Mm. Um, then you hang it up, but it is like the January is this big scary bear lady. It's not necessarily pinups. Of the characters, but it's like just illustrations of characters from the game book. Mm, okay. But of course, like there's a illustration from Sirach. It's like this big titty otter lady because <laughs> he draws his. He's like if he can get away with it, he draws his short stacks with tits as big as they are. You know, <laughs> and it's not quite as exaggerated in his, that illustration, but it's pretty close. Mm. Which you know that's fine. Works for me. <laughs> I'm just about. Can you scale it back a little bit? Sure, just. Control T to tit layer in uh, Photoshop. Just <laughs> shrink it down. Yeah. It's like bigger, bigger. It's like, Sir, they're going to be wider than her. She is tall. That's the point. <laughs> so the again, sales are fine. Grab some dinner. So actually, that was the day that I had my little adventure into San Jose. I was looking around in Google Maps for like local food options that weren't just the food court area place right. across the way and i was like well i don't, I don't know if i want to traipse this out but i saw a, a store called plant slut oh yes and yes. i was like okay i don't know what this is but it's half a mile away i'm gonna go over there on my lunch and i just traipsed my ass across the way mm-hmm. and it was a little bitty pop-up shop like they have these roll-up windows that it's like inside a parking like on the exterior wall of a parking garage and it's these four little shops. There was a dog, like, dog stuff for, like, pet collars and dog treats and stuff. There was a jewelry store, the tiny keyboard shop, which is a, like, build-your-own-keyboard, like, custom keyboard place. Like, little clacky caps and switches and levers and, you know, huh. completed ones. But they just had this whole little array of keyboards that was Interesting. cool. And then Plant Slut, which was a small plant shop that had little cactuses and flowers and plants that are good for growing in apartments and small, well-lit, but not necessarily outside environments. Yeah. And um, stickers with their logo. And stickers with their logo. I got a, I got a pin, a magnet, and a sticker. <laughs> and the sticker I put on my water bottle and the magnet's on my fridge at home now. Of course. The pin, I got to figure out what I'm going to swap out on my lanyard because it's my full. lanyard is fucking full. And I'm this like, thing weighs 15 pounds. It's killing my neck. Yeah, it, it kind of is. <laughs> so that was my cool little adventure for the day. Then, you know, after Ninja Sales, everybody kind of, we grabbed lunch again, dinner at the, Chase and I went to the food court and we got a really awful pizza. <laughs> There's the pizza place in that food court and we tried their like Alpa store pizza and it was like some sort of spice meat, pineapple and red onion. And I was like, this sounds weird. I want to try it. And yeah. it was like twenty five fucking dollars with the tax, and it was so fucking greasy I couldn't eat more than half of it. Oh, it was a real disappointment because, like, in theory, super great. It just needed longer in the oven. Yeah, but you ever have those pizzas so greasy that you have to take like a bunch of paper napkins and just soak up the grease before you eat it? Yeah, like I ended up <laughs> not because like this is when I was like, you know, I could if I didn't want a pizza, but it was like relatively finished cooking and not greasy, I could just be like, hey, random homeless guy, have a pizza, right? Mm-hmm. but this shit was so floppy and just like ugh like mm. they threw it away 
But, you know, you can't always win. After that, dropped my shit off and was like, got ready for the night market. Yeah. Oots, oots. Yes, the oots and the flesh buffet. <laughs> and let me tell you, there was so much flesh on display. The fun part is, is that Further Confusion always coincides with this volleyball tournament. And yeah. the aghast faces of Midwestern Karens while walking past some of the people in the line were pretty funny to see. Oh, interesting. I thought that'd be completely like... The volleyball event stuff is upstairs. Oh, and it's on were... that second story ballroom. But if they're arriving and they're at the other hotel, they're walking down the hall. So there was like, you know, the teens are tittering and taking photos and the dads are looking kind of uncomfortable. And there's like this woman who was like walking with her hand death gripped under her husband's shoulder, looking aghast (laughs) as like she was walking past where I was standing. And I, I know I was standing behind two people, two guys in, oh, they're both guys. It doesn't matter. Wearing kind of jocks with bunny tails on the back Mm. strap and wearing bona fide pup hoods. Uh And they had, you know, they had jackets around them, like kind of very fancy little jackets to hide the fact that they're wearing jocks. Mm. Because you have to have some level of decency while you're outside of the space. But again, just (laughs) some of these people just looked so aghast that these freaks are lining up. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's my people. You so, just look at it, at it and go, hey, what's up? What's up? <laughs> See, I was dressed, for, you know, perfectly normal. I had my you know, hoodie on, pants. I had a mask on, my badges. I wasn't here to parade myself. I was here to see the flesh. Yeah. And, you know, the line actually went pretty well. They managed the line really well this year. And I think that... From what it felt like, they were still keeping the same number of people allowed in the space at a given time as they did last year, but they had doubled the ballroom space. Mm. So it wasn't ass to ass. You could actually move through the <clears throat> space a little bit. It's bad it was ass to mouth. And like they had the you know, Santa Clara public health people there, hey, get some condoms, get some lube, you horny fuckers. There was dong sellers, <laughs> there was people selling pup hoods, people selling custom leather, people selling plush genitals for your fursuit mm-hmm. there was people selling shibari rope and low temperature candles i think mm. people selling prints you know um stickers you know standard horny shit and then the other half was the the dance floor there's also a demonstration stage where people were doing shibari on fursuits which is kind of hot i thought that was cool huh. and you know it was the full array of body types there too like mm-hmm. the furry fandom is the gamut of humanity and some of us were on the larger side, but I saw dudes bigger than me walking around shirtless being led on a leash with a dog mask on. So I'm like, hell yeah, fucking get it, dude. Nice. They also had like the, the cross strap. Like they, they, you know, they were in gear. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, hell yeah, dude, get it. Thumbs up. I'm not going to do it, but I'm not going to mock it either. Yeah. So like, it, you know, the big difference is knowing what you're going to get, what you're getting into yeah. So it's like, I'm going there for the flesh buffet. I'm going to see these people. I'm going to see a lot of stuff. I'm going to vibe in the space. And it was nice. I hung out there for probably like an hour. I didn't buy anything other than a poster from the con store, like the official night market poster that the convention made. Oh, nice. And then, like, as I was leaving, I found somebody's plush dog cock that had fallen off their fursuit or oh, out no. of their bag or something. <laughs> My detachable penis. Yeah. So <laughs> I took a photo of it, and, like, there was this 
it was on the floor and I picked it up and I'm like, uh oh, someone's gonna want this. And there was a sign on the table like, food at your fingertips. And I put the dick in front of the sign and took a photo. <laughs> like, do not eat the penis. And so I took it and took it to the lost and found and they got a good laugh out of it. Mm. And like, I have, someone has lost something very important to their fursuit and I kind of drop it on the table in front of them and they just break up laughing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they might want that. So, yeah. I, I was I was nice and returned that, and then like some I returned a badge that someone had dropped because you know even at a con that I'm not in staff, I'm always like looking for that shit. Like, oh, mm. if there's something on the floor. They can make a first seater eat shit. Don't want that to happen. Or oh, mm. someone lost a badge. Better turn that to con lost and found. So the night market was fun. The music was good. The crowd wasn't too unmanageable, and you know I, I think it's it should not come as any surprise that 69 percent of the attendees. Mm-hmm. came to the night market yep. uh it's turns out that furries want a space where they can do adult kinky shit mm-hmm. who fucking could have guessed yeah you know i think that's a positive positive development because mm-hmm. yeah furries are a bunch of kinky weirdos and we need to embrace that shit rather than try to think of the children i try not to think of children that's not no don't yeah. Like I don't want them around. I would I don't wanna have to keep a fucking hawkeye on them whenever they're yeah, by the table. No pregnant, only breed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, that was like that line that I heard, you know, it's like I'm like a microwave. <laughs> Where did you hear that? I heard it on a podcast. I think I heard it on Minion Death Cult. Okay. Which was yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Minion Death Cult where they go and like highlight insane people on Facebook. Mm. Because it's like People that post minion memes about murdering their political enemies type shit. Oh, God. Oh, that's what it... Wow. Okay. So they were talking about how some guy was, like, taking someone's Twitter shit post extremely seriously and be like, what's wrong with the people these days? Don't they understand? Blah, blah, blah. And it was somebody posting... It was a chick posting, I'm like a microwave. I'm easy to turn on, warm inside, and if you put a baby inside me, I'll kill it. (laughs) <laughs> and it's a funny line but this guy was being deathly fucking serious and it came up on that show and i was like just fucking lost it while driving because <laughs> this was on the way back when i heard it yeah because you know by myself i caught up on a lot of podcasts let me tell you mm. after that sunday was fine it was like half the sales of the preceding days and you know there was always a couple last second stragglers I sold a copy of San Picos Volume 3 to a guy that was probably in his 70s. So I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Oh, nice. Uh, it was him and his wife. And <clears> they <throat> had um, a Golden Retriever service dog who immediately thought I was their best friend. So that mm. was nice. Like, they came up and were like, hi. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to pet you, buddy. You're on the dog. And she's like, no, you can't. I'm like, okay. Pet the dog. And he, like, sits on my foot and lays down. It's like, okay. Well, that's that's cool. I'm, like, I'm fine. <laughs> Finished the transaction and they left. But it was like an older couple, like my parents' age older, and they were buying furry porn. I'm like, that's cool. That was neat. Packed up, got everything in the van. Tieran took care of that shit. I went back, got most of my act together. We went to dinner at Il Fernando and basically just kind of wrapped the con. Like a lot of the stuff that I did this year was outside of the con. I, you know, I went to the game room a couple times and it was small i didn't go to any panels i didn't go to any meetups i didn't go to anything but the night market and the vendor hall Mm. 
like that's that was just my experience this con and like honestly kind of mid just because i didn't go to anything at the convention aside from like the one event like it wasn't bad i didn't have any negative interactions with people i had a couple weird ones that were uncomfortable but not like oh i'm gonna tweet about this because i don't need that shit mm-hmm. but just like pro tip if you go up to somebody and be like hey remember me it's been like 10 years and then you don't tell me anything further and then you leave that would arguably leave somebody feeling fairly uncomfortable it's like, mm-hmm. hi, remember me? And it's like, no. Could you remind jog my memory? Nope. And they leave. Like, if if it's been ten years, I promise you I've slept since then. And my memory is shit enough as it is. Yeah. But anyways, that was hardly a negative at the con. It was just one of those, huh, you're you're kinda weird, buddy. Join join the crowd. After that, man, Sunday was just, you know, getting that together and then Monday everybody just got our act together and bounced. Yeah, because Tiern and Zia's flights were in the afternoon and later, yeah. and I was just like, "All right, well, I'm getting my shit to the car." I had taken some of my stuff down the night before, like the snacks and whatever, and yeah. left some out. And then in the morning, I just rolled my stuff down, got it in the van. Zia helped me out a little bit, and then we I bounced. So I did learn a very valuable lesson upon heading south. So one thing that was fun, like before I got to Barstow in the desert, is I picked up a podcast called Otherworld. Okay. And it's weird paranormal shit told by the individuals who experienced it to the, oh. to the interviewer. Uh-huh. And the reason I heard about that is that he was interviewed by the last podcast guys on a side story, or so just like a bonus interview thing. Right. And it, it's really nice and creepy. But the episode I happened to listen to while driving west of los banos california was a story called lights over los banos and it talked about this guy who had a ufo encounter in the central valley in Uh, that area in like 2008 oh wow and it was like he saw these four lights going around so i'm driving through the central valley that's being described by this guy who saw this creepy ufo or whatever in the sky yeah and i'm like oh how, what a fucking cool coincidence, you know? Yeah. So that was cool, yeah. So the the podcast is called Otherworld. Host Jack Wagner. So Otherworld tells real stories of people who have experienced something paranormal or unexplainable. Host Jack Wagner takes an open-minded and journalistic approach to the subject matter and aims to uncover some of the biggest mysteries of the world and how people react to it. The other thing that's really cool about that show is that he interviews multiple people involved. So if it's like, yeah, me and my family saw this weird shit. He interviews as many of them as it'll talk to him. Mm-hmm. And ha- they basically corroborate each other or what their perception was. was it was slightly different, but still they saw the weird thing. Mm. Um, so that was really cool uh, that I listened to. But the Los Banos one, that was just like, happened to be, I was driving that way. I made it east to, to Hachapi Pass and also to the other pass that we drove through in the night. During the daytime, it's not nearly as bad or scary. Yeah. Um, but Just screaming between the semis. <laughs> I, I, I fucked up and missed the last exit to get fuel in Barstow. Oh. And I was like, fuck it. There's got to be gas stations close to this way. And I get off and there's a sign. It's like, last service is 55 miles. And I'm like, oh, fuck. There's two gas stations here. Mm. I don't even want to know what the fucking gas prices are. And the answer was six fifty a gallon. <sighs> unleaded wow and i was like oh fuck me so i got you know 20 bucks so like that'll get me across the desert mm-hmm. and then i was getting towards the edge of arizona i'm like oh, fuck i need to get a little bit more and that 
the gas prices, like you have normal gas price, normal normal California gas prices mm-hmm. in uh, Barstow, but right. once you go between there and the fucking border, it's like six fifty a gallon. But then the moment you cross Arizona border into that one gas station we stopped at, that's like last stop for Arizona gas prices, mm-hmm. three fifty a gallon. Oh, wow. It's like, it's such a fucking, like, we know we've got you by the balls. Fuck you. Yeah. Bullshit. I, I'm like, God, this is awful. So next time, maybe we should bring a gas can. Uh, <laughs> just to have it on hand. You know, get get one of those things that, like, it screws onto the back of, like, a spare, where a spare tire goes. Um, just, just label it Arizona gas. <laughs> yeah, just, just in case. Um, but I made it to Kingman, Arizona. Perfectly fine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I... Got a hotel room, a little La Quinta there in town by the community college there on the main drag. And there mm-hmm. was like a wall, there was a Walgreens right nearby and a McDonald's. And that was where I got to realize that Jesus Christ, the high desert prices on things are pretty bad. Now, I don't go to fast food places outside of Whataburger most of the time, but nowadays, Whataburger is the same price as like wendy's or mcdonald's in terms of their meals mm-hmm. it's like 12 bucks for a meal now but it was like 13 for a mcchicken meal at the mcdonald's there i was like well fuck you guys i've got i got points in the app so i've spent like four dollars right i got yeah. two mcchickens and a soda because you know i have the mcdonald's app that was nice like the hotel was fine they had breakfast when i got back on the road so my goal after that after leaving kingman was i was going to go to the grand canyon this was an idea that Tyrion was like, you should go to the Grand Canyon. I was like, okay, twist mm-hmm. my arm, why don't you? Because yeah. like last year we were going to go down to Sedona, mm-hmm. but you know snow. The, the snow came in and we didn't get to go. Yeah. But this year I was like, well, Fuzz isn't here, so I don't have to worry as much about him hurting himself on the rocks or stumbling or anything, so... I can go out to the Grand Canyon. Just we go to the Grand Canyon and I fall into the canyon. Uh, you don't, 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 don't. <laughs> the, the canyon, at its deepest part, is like 5,000 feet deep. So, you know, <laughs> you'd be going for a while. And mm-hmm. That would be very bad. Like, it was it was bad enough where I would be like, kind of death grip my phone, put it over the edge, and take a photo looking down into the canyon itself. Yeah. Because I'm like, if I drop my phone, I'm fucked in a half. <laughs> Yeah. Because it's like all these photos, but also my authenticators, my Gmail, my Telegram, my maps. Oh, fuck. Oh, geez. Yeah. But I didn't, so that was fine. But yeah, I I got up to the Grand Canyon at around 11.30 or noon, and like I stopped at the visitor's center that's outside the park, bought a magnet, got my pass. And it turns out a pass is like good for a week. Mm. So it's like 35 bucks for a vehicle to go to the park, but it's good for a week. So that's nice. Got into the park, went to the visitor's area, and like, I had never seen the Grand Canyon. And seeing it the first time is so awe-inspiring because it's so undeniably ancient and so fucking massive. Mm. Like, you can see for 250 miles on a clear day. And I got really lucky because it was a cloudless, clear day. And I could see across the rim to mountains just on the other side of the state, it felt like, you know. Mm. And I got really lucky, too, because there hadn't been snow recently, so the paths were clear. But there was still snow in the wooded areas and on the sides of the mesas and the canyon walls. So you got some... I took 265 photos. (laughs) 
while I was there. Really burned down my phone battery, but that was fine. I was going point to point because the in the off season there is the Hermit's Rest Trail is normally open only to the buses because they have basically transit buses that'll take you from point to point. Or you can just drive it in the off-season. I just drove the van, because that way I could take my time and not have to wait 30 minutes if I missed the bus, right? Mm. So I basically stopped at every single turnout that was van-accessible on the way over there and took photos at every step. I went to Hermit's Rest, which was the uh, the point where there's a trail down into the canyon, down to the bottom floor, mm-hmm. where like you could take a in back in the day you basically take a, a donkey tour a donkey ride down to the bottom of the canyon yeah. and they still do that apparently because upon driving back they they have a whole ass corral full of big old robust donkeys mm. and i'm assuming that there's something you can do to take a donkey ride down to the floor of the canyon and i'm like that's really cool i wouldn't want to do that this time of year mm-hmm. um like honestly i i felt really lucky because the parking was not an issue but there were signs just like, hey, you know, you know, if you get here early to park and if you need extra parking, there's additional parking two miles that way. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so thankfully, parking was not an issue. I took tons and tons of photos. I took photos for people, like couples that were trying to do like selfies. And I'm like, guys, I could I could take a photo for you if you'd like. And so, you know, doing social shit like that. Yeah. Um, Hermit's Rush was cool. Took photos of that. And at that point, I decided that I wanted to go east along the rim, which is another 25 miles through the high desert inside the park, to mm-hmm. again, with a bunch more turnoffs and a bunch of different views, to wrap up my day at the Eastern Watchtower. And this is a stone tower that was built in the 60s by some architect. And in the main season, you can climb inside and look yeah. from the roof. Uh, this you know it's a 70 foot tower that's on the top of a cliff that's on top of a canyon and so like i uh, the views from the top of it have to be mind-blowing but obviously i got there really late in the day and it was off season so it was closed but i still got some gorgeous photos of the sunset and the shadows creeping into the canyon the light like obscuring like you can see you know kind of how the sunlight comes over the edge of the canyon and goes down mm-hmm. but like the beneath that is shadow and i got a bunch of photos like that that was really cool it was actually funny because at the last turn off before the tower parking area there were these two professional photographers who were chatting mm-hmm. and they had their big old cameras and they were filming the sunset and they were talking about how many days of the year they stay at the park and this one guy was like yeah like last year i spent i spent between 80 and 100 days in the park a year i just love this place Wow. And I'm like, damn, understandable. Because I, I said to the guy's like, you know, this is my first time here. And I'm just thinking, damn, I need to move to Flagstaff. And mm-hmm. the guy was like, that's what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, he happened to move from Fort Worth. Oh, right. And I was yeah, like, okay, mentioned. yeah, you know how flat it is there. I grew up there. I live in Dallas. And like, it's, yeah, it's fucking flat, man. This is amazing compared to that. Yeah. Um, and that was just, it was so amazing. And I'm so glad yeah. I went. I got back and went to the, uh, well, before I went east to the Watchtower, I did stop and buy stuff in the the store, like the guest shop, like here, buy shirts, and here's books about the native tribes that lived in the, the canyon, and the this, that, and the other. I got, uh, they have the posters, like, like Ajax has in his office space, mm-hmm. of the national parks that were done by the WPA in the 1940s or whatever. Right. I got 
like the WPA Grand Canyon poster, but it was printed onto a fleece blanket. Oh. So I have a Grand Canyon blanket that I can hide under on the couch. That was nice. Cute. And a couple magnets, you know, the whole like, welcome to the Grand Canyon or the old style Grand Canyon that has like the, the illustrations inside the letters, very mm. old school style. That was really cool. At that point, like end of the day, I had 60 miles south to drive back to Flagstaff. Yeah. Stayed at the tiniest hotel room i've ever stayed in i think it was a single king which yes the bed was very technically a king size bed but the mm. room itself was probably about the size of the solarium entirely yeah. and i think i shared the photos with you but like <laughs> the the sink was in the main bedroom the bathroom was literally like a stall with a sliding door and the shower was like i showed you a picture and i think you said it was like that's a weird place to put a structural pillar and no it was this little shower pod that was turned like 90 degrees from where the toilet was Mm -hmm. and it bulged out into the main bedroom space so it was this very cramped little room that i I mean i was staying there for 12 hours at most so not a big fucking deal but yeah it was a weird little hotel it was decently rated. They had breakfast. It didn't matter that much. And I got the fuck back on the road. Just an odd design. Yeah. I mean, like, for a hotel, it needs to have a secure door. It needs to not have cold air leaks, no bed bugs, and I can sleep in it without, you know, hearing people fighting in the next room. Mm-hmm. You know, have, thankfully, didn't have any of those problems over the course of I the trip. I remember George Carlin's joke years ago about how he'd open a hotel chain called the Sleep and Fuck. Because what that's all you do, yeah. Sleep, and I have the the lighted neon. Sleep, fuck, sleep, fuck. <laughs> nice. <laughs> then I just kind of again headed east. Like didn't like the last day to Tucumcari was not really much. I was like, I'm gonna go to the easternmost edge of New Mexico that has hotels because I don't want to give Texas my occupancy taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm traveling, I'm not going to try to stay in Texas. Fuck Texas. <laughs> and, you know, stayed in Tucumcari at a real creaky La Quinta. Uh-huh. Like, it was not nearly as good as the other La Quinta I stayed at, but, you know, whatever. Mm. You know, I I didn't stop by the Desert Inn. Like, I, I stopped oh. and got the Pokestop there, but I was like, <laughs> I'm going to stay at a La Quinta. Like, because they generally have a level of quality. And, mm. you know, they had decent Wi-Fi, and so I was able to watch some Games Done Quick. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched the Bluey Games Done Quick speedrun of the Bluey game. <laughs> it, I didn't know that. That's it, was like a, it was like 30 minutes long, and so everybody's playing along. Every time the, the dogs would go, hooray! The crowd would also go, hooray! <laughs> um, it, it was cute. There's not exactly speedrun strats for that game, but there were a couple. It was just one of those, look. The, the people they love bluey mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna give 30 minutes and let them do this speed run yeah and i caught a couple of others in the evenings while i was there and what's great though is that like they're putting the recordings up within the day of the rec- of the actual playing mm-hmm. so i've got a full week of videos i can go back and look through and find the stuff i want and like they ended up raising two and a half million dollars for cancer screenings in, Sweet. in the South. Their charity is like the Prevent Cancer Foundation. It's based out of Louisiana and like Louisiana, Mississippi, and they do health basically cancer screenings for early detection in people. Hmm. 
Um, cool. Their their story is like basically yeah we kept seeing all these people showing up with late stage diagnoses at the cancer center and they're like this is bad we need to really step up our our screening in these rural areas that have poor access to healthcare right and so that's what their charity is so that's cool that's a good cause yeah because you know fuck cancer mm-hmm. driving into Texas feels so fucking dystopian yeah so. As you're driving from Arizona into New Mexico, there is a billboard. It's like, welcome to New Mexico where your rights are protected. Paid for by Planned Parenthood of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I was like, between, you immediately see that and you immediately see a billboard for a dispensary. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck yes, I like this state a lot. Yeah. So New Mexico, again, high desert, had gotten snow. So the roads were clear, but it was just snow-covered hills and mountains in the high desert areas of the western corner mm-hmm. and as you know going through albuquerque you know it goes into the valley there i stopped it they didn't have a water burger in albuquerque they have a couple of them now because mm. you remember where we stopped last year going west and there was like a mcdonald's we stopped at and it was kind of fine but it was a place we stopped previously so i was like ah i know where, I know where there's stuff here mm-hmm. but now there was a water burger so that was cool Finally, some good fucking food on the road. <laughs> then, as you go further east, it slopes down a little bit. So there wasn't much snow, but I did see, like, actual cowboys doing actual cowboy shit. Oh, in, wow. Yeah, there was, like, four dudes on horses herding cattle t- towards a corral on the side of the freeway there. And I'm like, wow, actual fucking cowboys. How cool. <laughs> little kid mode activated, right? <laughs> you got to Tucumcari, stayed the night. It was fine. But then, like, when you get into Texas, like... As you're leaving New Mexico, there's a billboard for, you know, last dispensary in New Mexico at this, like, Rio whatever town. I forget what it's called. And, like, yeah, get your weed here. And then you cross into Texas, and the first billboard you see is, welcome to Texas, now you're a felon. And it has a picture of, like, a weed gummy with handcuffs on its little hands. (sighs) And it's for a law firm that's, like, 1-800-TEX-WEED because... The enforcement between Amarillo and New Mexico's border is fucking insane because they're like, hey, we're just going to stop anybody who looks vaguely not white and mm-hmm. try to search their car for weed. And I was very, very, very concerned because obviously I wasn't carrying anything on me because I'm not fucking stupid and I was doing it solo. I got to be sharp. And the first fucking sheriff's vehicle that I spot, like they're on the other side of the fucking freeway. Somebody's car is getting towed. They see my ass, they cross the median and start following me for like five miles. And I'm like, motherfuck this state. I hate you so much. And he fucks off eventually. He goes after somebody else who was more interesting or browner. I don't know. But I was like, I'm driving a van full of boxes on 40 East. Yeah. I don't need this shit. So I pegged my cruise control like two under the speed limit. I was minding my fucking business, but there was like six cops that I saw between the border and Amarillo and like seven different weed lawyer billboards. Mm. I was like, it's like I-40 weed and like Tex weed and the other, there was others that I don't recall, but it's like in between the, were you hit by an 18 wheeler and come to this Amarillo sex shop, mm-hmm. there's like all these weed lawyer billboards and i was like it's incredibly dystopian i hated it so much yeah um i also happened to see a billboard electronic billboard in amarillo that said stop abortion trafficking which was like oh, i hate this state so much mm. 
because they're they're trying to be like, oh, if you drive somebody to New Mexico to get an abortion, that's they're trying to make it a criminal offense, which is fucking stupid. Yep. That's like, what is like inside... the state ledge? I think passed or tried to pass a law making it a felony to use state-owned highways to transport someone to another state for an abortion. Yeah, it's some horseshit. Um, fuck Texas. But then after I got past Amarillo, I saw a single state trooper and not a single weed lawyer billboard. Because, <laughs> like, they know, you know, they're only enforcing people coming in from uh, from New Mexico, not Oklahoma. Right. I mean, and you yeah. as a Texan, I could get a medical card for Oklahoma weed. Like, it's possible. Really? Yeah. Now, you still can't carry it to Texas. But yeah, but how do you do it without, like, an Oklahoma driver's license or something? I don't know. The dudes told me that it was possible. Mm. And I was like, all right, well, that's, that's cool. Not this time. So you just rent a cheap apartment right over the border in Oklahoma. And then, like, on the weekends, drive up there and you get your legal, your medical weed and uh, <laughs> smoke the weekend away. And then you, you come back. Well, because, like, there's dispensaries at the first exit across the Red River in Oklahoma mm-hmm. before you even hit the casinos. Like, yeah. they, they're like, we know what you're here for. Mm-hmm. I made it to Oklahoma and took like a 15 minute break because I was just on fucking edge the entire time I was passing mm-hmm. through the panhandle. And then like the moment I, oh, I'm in Oklahoma. This awful fucking state is so bad in different ways, but at least they're not going to pull my ass over for thinking I'm smuggling weed. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I mean, I remember last year, like I was white knuckling through Amarillo because it's cop fucking keeping pace with me. Yeah. And it's just. It's it, fucking terrible. Mm hmm. Like, yeah. you know, the Biden administration's saying, yeah, you should bring it down to Schedule 3 and, like, whatever, which makes it like, yeah, weed's a painkiller. Yes, it fucking is a painkiller. Holy fuckballs. Mm. So what does Schedule 3 mean? Does that mean that it's not it has medical? It has acknowledged medical uses mm. and, like, could be prescribed, which but, basically puts it on footing to be medically legal within across the country. Mm. Okay. So we get medical legal. Possibly. Well, well, between all my aches and pains and anxiety, uh, I'd probably be yeah. able to get Well, like, and the thing is, like, the study was like, yeah, this is, it has a huge pain relief function across all these other things. Mm. And, like, its abuse rates is lower than alcohol and tobacco. Alcohol and tobacco. Yeah. And, like, any other drug. So, like, basically, they, they did the studies and they're kind of like, oh, okay, fine, we can't call it Schedule 1 anymore because that's stupid. That we, yeah, you know, Schedule 1's like heroin and Oxycontin and meth, and meth yeah. <laughs> no, like Oxycontin's not even like... Oh, that's one. right, yeah, because they paid off the fucking yeah. FDA. Like, we're, like yeah. LSD, psilocybin, and weed were Schedule 1 because of racism. Right. Because motherfucking Richard Nixon, may he rot in hell. <sighs> but, anyway, so I made it to Oklahoma, <coughs> made it to Norman, stayed at the guy's ranch overnight, mm-hmm. um, got off the road pretty early and got down here back to dallas and i i brought apology whataburger to the house and adam was like oh my god you're back oh my god you're back like he was very like he saw me and was like is it really you and i was like i'm sorry adam i got really lost on the way to getting whataburger i I walked in with a whataburger you don't know the difference well no that's the thing apparently like, he wasn't eating as much while I was gone, and he only slept on the bed two nights, and mm-hmm. the rest of it he was sleeping on the couch or in his cube waiting for me to get back. 
so sad. And it's like, oh my god, my little man. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so, like, he didn't let me out of his fucking sight for the rest of the day. Yesterday, Panther brought him in and dropped him on the bed. And he immediately just like, oh god, I'm gonna lick your face. Like, I'm so glad to see you. Just like, ah, ah, ah. I was like, oh my god, little man. I, I'm glad you missed me, but come on. And he's like pawing on my face like drippy fall like no i'm going to lick your face i'm going to lick your nose i'm so happy to see you <laughs> um so that was nice let it's, me check your sinuses it's, it's good to know that i'm missed <laughs> yeah by both my cat and my dog yeah <laughs> that was nice we caught up on for all mankind we finished that season out mm-hmm. yeah we'll see where it fucking goes we watched the season finale of monarch legacy of monsters and that was that was a show wasn't good it was a show and you watched it yeah it was not great but we'll see what happens with season two then i got to sleep in my own fucking bed which yeah. was very nice like the guys the ranch the guest room bed that they have that one huge ass one like a not a, a full-size king or maybe a california king mm. super nice yes but <laughs> like finally getting home after getting home, like two weeks Sitting in my chair, sitting on my couch, having my dog in my lap, having dinner with my partner, sleeping in my own bed was so nice. Because it had only, only been 10 days, yeah. but that was like the longest trip I'd taken in a long time. Yeah. Like we calc- I, The trip odometer for this trip was like 3,991 miles round trip. So that's a lot. That is a lot. You know, that's driving from here to San Jose... To Arizona, to the Grand Canyon, to Flagstaff, to Tikumkari, to Oklahoma, to Norman, Oklahoma, and back. Like I, I wasn't doing a huge amount of side trips, but it still really adds up. Yeah, I mean, it was a very fun trip. I'm glad I got to do it. I'm glad I took so many photos. I need to figure out if there's a way to just be like publishing a Apple iPhotos album online for people to browse because mm-hmm. I took so many fucking photos of the Grand Canyon. And I took a whole bunch of panoramas. It's just, God, it's unfathomably gorgeous out there. And I really want to go again. But not during the summertime where mm. it's super busy. I, I yeah, think I was I, thinking that. I was like, yeah, all right, it's January. It's probably summer is going to be when things are Like there were still really people busy. around. Like there wasn't any times where I was the only person at any <clears> given like pull out overlook thing. Yeah. But it wasn't ass to ass. There wasn't screaming children there wasn't like a crowd to fight with yeah i was out there it was so quiet (laughs) like it is just for somebody who lives in a city to be out there in the desert and just have the wind it's it's such a weird experience because you know you're so accustomed to noise of the city life but no you're out here not alone but just there's so few people civilization is so far away it is you and nature and the call of the void. And you get to say to the void, not today. It's just, it's just, I'm not going to scream into you because I'm on vacation. Yes, I'm on vacation. I am here <laughs> to embrace the majesty of nature and be very glad that I am only beholden to my own schedule. Yeah. So that basically is FC24. Um, I had a great adventure. Mm-hmm. Like... It was challenging. I'd do it again, but it's not ideal. Mm. Like, I would love to go out to the Grand Canyon again. I really still want to go down to Sedona. But, you know, I'm not going to do both. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't... I didn't they're in to... opposite directions. Yeah, they're, they're in opposite directions of Flagstaff. And I'm, I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to be picking back up on projects. You know, I've... Back to hopefully getting edit notes or whatever from Kyle soon for titles and Love Match 2. Because I did talk to him at the con. I was like... I, I did give you these files, right? He's like, oh, yeah, you did. Okay, just making sure. Because, like, if I'd somehow forgotten, I'd feel like a total dumbass because I've been waiting on him since, like, Anthrocon. <laughs> but that I had given him the files and he just had things going on and hadn't got to them, well, that's not as bad. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. I need to finish up Love Match 3 and then Dry Spell and then i found the files for another audiobook that i recorded uh hero written by tyran mm-hmm. way back in the day it was like actually in um my old imac backup files that i pulled off of backblaze and and they're in old garage band format mm-hmm. the dot band it's like oh wow mm-hmm. like this is really old because this is when i had my 27 inch imac oh right the, yeah the big end yeah yeah that was like a 2012 model mm-hmm. that, Finally, it finally died because the video card, like, desoldered itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. we got to fix and give it to Panther's brother or whatever after we wiped it hard. Yeah, like, it, I found these files. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I, I didn't know I still had these. Cool. I still have these. <laughs> and also in that cache of files, there was, like, a bunch of, like, the old pony uh, pony recordings that I'd done for those stories and mm. audiobooks. That they're, they're uploaded. They're on it. They're on uh youtube still yeah and like they're still accessible in a public uh google drive that i made accessible linked off of all my stories right so you can download the mp3s of the stories or you could just watch them on youtube either way but i was like oh shit this file this file these files wow that was a long time ago shit mm-hmm. um so that was nice and then today woke up cooked some chicken made a pizza made some bread had lunch with panther took adam on a walk and we came over here, and here we are, recording uh, nearly an hour, recounting my road trip and adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that was FC twenty twenty four for me. I, you know, will probably do it again next year, and they'll yeah. have a different level of adventure. Hopefully, your back will be in a better spot. So yeah, like that first night on the road, I woke up in the morning, my back really hurt. And then it got. To feeling better over the course of the day when I was just sitting as a passenger. But then it happened again the second night on the road. Like, it didn't feel as bad, but it was pretty bad. Um, but then, like, when I slept in the bed at FC, it felt fine. So, I have no idea. I mean, I've slept on those beds in that Hilton before. Uh-huh. Um, so, maybe, you know, it's a that my body's used to that. It was and, a pretty firm bed. Yeah. It's fine. And maybe the beds, the hotels we randomly selected on the road there just just didn't do it for my back. I have no idea. But, you know, I, I napped on Thursday. I slept there Thursday night. I slept there Friday night. Back was fine all those times. And, like, Friday, I actually, I had one day to come. And it was, it was pretty good, actually, because I... I got to have meals with with quite a few people, spend time with a few people that I hadn't really seen that often or hadn't seen for a while, which was nice. 
Back to a couple of like business discussions also, future projects and everything. Hopefully, you know, that'll happen. And that was fun, you know, and like I even went to the dealer's room and my back was starting to play up by then. Like I had to have frequent sit downs, but I, I thought the vendor hall this year was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't really buy anything because I didn't spend a lot of stuff, but the variety of stuff was quite good. Like, mm-hmm. you had everything from, like, paint, very painterly stuff to the techno-furry type stuff to, like, there was this one guy who had a really imaginative booth, a lot of uh, blacklight reactive art who'd set up a tent with blacklights in it. Oh, okay. Um, next to the Weasel Gear guy in the other vendor hall from us, there was a woman who had made, like, clay sculptures, and it was, like, handmade clay sculptures of, like, Disney stuff. Like, there was a... Robin and Marion, like Marion kissing Robin and him looking goofy from, you know, Robin Hood. There was a mm-hmm. Simba and Nala. Uh, Just fucking going at no, it. No, they, they, were, they, were, they were doing the, like, cuddly-ass shit, but oh. it was it was a cute one. Yeah. And, like, but they'd sold through, like, all their stuff, wow. which was really cool. People are really diving into the little standees and the keychains. Um, there mm. were some people that had... The, I saw the, the vendor that had the embroidered, like, shibari up lamb that they were selling patches. Like, that was neat because that's, you know, a pretty unique item. Mm-hmm. The Animal Art Crimes people were there selling their, like, road painted roadsides and stuff. I got several of their stickers that were just kind of left around. Mm-hmm. Like, at one point, the person sending out the stickers, like, kind of put one in the dry spell. Oh, uh-huh. we the the display copy is an eye catch, I guess. So it, it served as part purpose as an eye catch pretty well. Oh, okay. Because it had like the little devious coyote yip yap yapping off out of the book, so people be like, "Oh, what's this?" And they pick it up and read the back, and sometimes they buy a copy. So that was nice. And they were also at the night market, the animal oh. crimes people, and they had these weird ass plushes. They had like a roadkill possum plush that was just silly, and they had these like. <laughs> boob centipede dog plushies they were like they were like ultra long doctions doctions weenie dogs yeah yeah but they had like 10 tits <laughs> and they had sold stickers but there were these weird little like freaky plushes mm. that you would you know you'd put on your couch and people would be like the fuck is this right. um but people were carrying them around i thought it was funny uh, I thought you were going to say, like, uh, that is roadkill possum that, you know, I had a raging heart on for some reason because it was the night market. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but they they had a variety of their stuff. There was a vendor there who had the updated versions of Ace's Avery and the husband and the wife, like the Dakamakuras. Yeah, so, Avery, like, Ben, and Sandra. Yeah, Avery, Ben, and Sandra the, 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 the updated versions of them mm-hmm. where he's like, way bigger bulker daddier like yes oh. yeah so that was nice <laughs> uh yeah like it was it was a convention you know on to the next like this weekend is anthro new england and then like also i think did i maybe miss anthro expo or is it this coming week i don't know yeah it was either this weekend or next weekend i'm not sure and but... like i've got fucking harmony con here in i think two weeks mm-hmm. so like just Fucking back to it, right? And Fiesta in March. Yep. HarmonyCon 2024. What's the website say? Doesn't say. Right off the top. They're, actually, they've moved up to being at the share at the Hyatt this year. Yeah. Where yeah. Fiesta was, Fiesta is. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the big ball in downtown Dallas. 
Yep. February 2nd through 4th. So, yeah, I've got two weeks. Oh, wow. Early to, February. Yeah. To prep for that. But that's, you know, helping my parents off, my mom out. Um, but that's, you know, one more convention. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Fiesta. Like, the 27th is when I'm actually getting together with the inventory crew to get my stuff out of storage so I can start doing the prep for fiestas game room and all that fun stuff because like Mm -hmm. yeah fc is the start of the convention season for me because it's like that and harmony con and then fiesta and then there's a break but then there's anthrocon and then siesta Siesta, yeah and then you know whatever else i get up to this year yep like you know i don't do mff but like if at some point terry needed me to go i could probably do that one and then next year, there's that one uh, what, Albuquerque convention. Yeah, yeah. So there's a uh, New Mexico Furcon, um, and yeah, like Albuquerque's only like ten hours from here. Yeah. So and Kyle's the guest of honor, so we'll we'll be applying for a dealer spot, of course. So, yeah. yeah. So that it was that was nice. Not a bad start to the year, all things considered. Yeah. So mm-hmm. glad I got to go. Like got the van back in one piece. Thank you. Because, you know, that was the other thing, too, is, like, I can't be involved in any sort of accident thing because, like, I'm not the person on the insurance card assuming that the insurance card is in the glove box. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, yeah, Tyrone would have put it in there. Probably. I think I do need to remember to put the most recent one in my personal car. But, <laughs> but it was one of those where it's like, I haven't looked to see if there's an insurance card in there, and I don't want to look because resolving that waveform will either make me incredibly anxious or make me feel stupid. Because I was worried. So I'm just going to not think about it. Yeah. Continue driving. Fair enough. We'll cross that bridge if we come to it. Yeah. And thankfully, we did not. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a good trip. Glad I got to go. And we're now past an hour on the raw. So. That's fine. Yeah. yeah uh, it's all good. Man. It's all good. And now we just get to go screaming into the night as we prepare for the next convention down the road. <sighs> Come see me February 2nd through 4th at the Hyatt Regency Dallas, and I'm going to be selling jewelry and tie-dye and top hats to the horse fuckers <laughs> down at HarmonyCon. That's totally how the con chairs of HarmonyCon want their con promoted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these weirdos, they're waifus. I'm here to sell shit to them. It's like, understandable, you'll have a nice day. Yeah. And, so, and the nice thing about this tie-dye t-shirt is that it's not too long, so you can wear it and still have your dick out when you're fucking your horse. Yeah, you know, we're trying to really make sure we cater to all the demographics. Totally. So, on that note, we're going to wrap it up here so I can edit this and just post it immediately because, you know, we've been... Our, our RSS has been dead for like two months, but... <laughs> Well, we used, we didn't officially announce it this year, but I realized that like when we were still trying to record, I was like, "Oh, you know, it is like around Christmas. Like yeah. normally, we usually shut down for a bit around this time of the year." And anyways. then we were, like we planned to record some on the road, but obviously, you being in pain kind of isn't really conducted to that. Yeah. So we didn't really worry about it. So I had my mic with me the entire time. Oh, I did see uh, Flane. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, man, you want to record Bronyville 309? And he's like, what? 308 was the last episode you recorded, like, seven years ago. And he's like, no. <laughs> I was actually, funny you should say that. I was going to suggest to you, I was like, you should sit down with Flame. 
<laughs> we did chat a, some, but not in like a podcasting capacity. Oh. But that was, I was like, hey man, you ready to record episode 309? <laughs> and he's like, what? Because <laughs> the last episode was 308, and we were joking like, you know, we'll be back for Anthrocon, or BronyCon 2025 on the moon! <laughs> and well, I don't think BronyCon's going to be anywhere in 2025, because they stopped existing several years ago. Yeah, that um, was wild. That was something that I didn't see much of at all. Like, the pony stuff is practically gone. Mm. Now the only media property that's really getting a lot of attention is Hell of a Boss and Bluey. Mm. Though Fenris did have the copies, DVD copies of A Fox in the Stable, so they respect the classics at least. <laughs> so, uh, for Planet.com, buy some books. BadDogBooks.com, buy some books. Patreon.com slash SouthPawsCast, buy us some weed or something i don't know uh, buy, buy us uh, a license to buy us a better state governor yeah there's that it's... i was gonna say you can buy us a, a 30 dollar a month to prescri- or a subscription to descript which is godlike in terms of like editing it's pretty amazing it's a podcast and video editing software oh. that I was telling you about. Okay. And I'll tell you more after the recording. Right. But yeah. anyways, if you're looking into audio, there's a program called Descript, which is actually pretty amazing. But that is neither here nor there. So, on that note, good night. And woo. And woo. Bye, books.